right, ladies and gentlemen, we are sorry, sorry. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with another episode of Free the Mind Politics and Ethics with your host Michael Richardson. So there's been some good things, you know. And uh, first things first, I have to give a super shout out as well as congratulations to um, newly elect President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. So congratulations. Uh, It's been a long last four years. You know, the country has been dealing with a lot of different issues and Americans have been dealing with a lot of different issues. So I did want to start off the podcast episode today just basically talking about uh, the just congratulating them and their families for this huge accomplishment. Uh, just a little um, history about me is I actually still uh, want to one day hold uh, that uh, prestigious um, position in government. Uh, it's, it's been my dream for a very long time to be president of the United States. And uh, I definitely uh, believe that it is still a high honor. It is still a very important and very valuable job. And it matters. And you'll come to find out why that is in today's episode as we take a look at some of the executive orders that President Biden really didn't waste any time uh, getting to the root of this, right? So, our first things first is is prefacing that to say, and I like I, um, I told everyone that the, this wasn't going to be a politically uh, leaning podcast, meaning that I wasn't just going to talk about one side or the other side because I'm I'm pushing you all to. Open your mind to different um, topics as well as different ideas and think outside the box when you're reading this stuff uh, at home or you're listening to it on the news or you are like many Americans who look at it and see it on TikTok and Twitter and you know you get your news that way. But in the in the same light of it all is I wanted to make sure that um you know, people wanted to come to this platform and listen. So Biden's got to get this work, you know, and that's what we were going to do today. So we're really going to look at these uh, 17 executive orders with more to come. Like the guy is really uh, pushing this stuff out. And uh, one of the topics I wanted to talk about really quickly before we get into these executive orders is that notion we're gonna we're gonna continue to attack the idea that the government just doesn't work for you as a constituent as an american citizen whether you be a a certified american citizen or immigrant it really does not fucking matter the federal government is supposed to protect your rights as well as make life easier for you. They are supposed to be the the uh, hard stop as to uh, businesses, as to state governments, basically uh, screwing you over. And um, we saw a lot of this. We see a lot of this throughout time, but 
executive orders are a really funky uh, business. And to give you a kind of a play or a little bit of history, because we haven't seen it in the last two presidencies, well, not the last two, but presidencies in the past before uh, Donald Trump, is presidents using these executive orders. I know uh, Barack used a few of them, but executive orders are powers by presidents to kind of write into law uh, a realistically write into law a non-financial uh, uh, basically agreement because as you know f financial like bills or laws things that have to do with money have to be approved by congress first before passing so like a stimulus bill like biden trump could not go hey I'm going to write in the law $2,000 direct payments to all Americans or whatever it be because he has to go through Senate. But something like uh, rejoining the uh, World Health Organization or something like that or uh, requiring masks on federal property or things like that, those are executive orders that can be used and, and that's a power of the president. It's... It, it becomes law because the executive branch is the branch of government that carries out the laws. They enforce the laws. It's the largest government body in our whole system. So you really have to preface this in saying, and I'm really prefacing this in saying, that as individuals, it is, and don't take this to offense, a dumbass comment to say that voting for the president of the United States does not matter. We see this. And I'm going to show you exactly why when we start talking about this. And let's just go ahead. Uh, and I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to give you an example as to why this matters so greatly. Uh, is the immigration, right? So 17 executive orders passed uh, by President Biden in his first day of office. Really good. I need to give him a hand with that. It's really taking a closer look at what's been happening with the Trump administration and saying, F that shit. We're going to change a lot of this stuff in my first day because a lot of this stuff, people, is really crazy. But let's just look at it. So one of the executive orders that uh, President Biden basically wrote in, into law yesterday was first things first uh the uh, uh um overturning of uh president trump's kind of fight against the uh daca basically which is um a program that protects uh children from deportation immigrant children from deportation from the that were brought to the united states as children and uh it trump went after DACA for years and really it just basically uh it was a great thing by Biden to go ahead and switch that right you know Trump's whole thing was basically getting a lot of uh, uh immigrants or children or anything like that out of the United States to I, I don't know shore up um like taxpayer dollars or something like that it's it's a big thing with the Republican Party to kind of exclude immigrants uh, from certain 
nations because it's not all nations, you know. It, it's certain nations that they just don't want immigrants from. Uh, and, I, you know, I can't touch, I can't give you an accurate representation of why that is. But that is something that was uh, fought for by the past administration, the Trump administration. So he did overturn that. Uh, he added extra protections for uh, people who uh, use that program to, uh, one, you know, have uh, schooling in the United States. Uh, so that's a, a really great thing. I, I appreciate Biden for doing that. A lot of the friends I used to know when I was in college uh, were really uh, reliant on the DACA program and stuff like that. So I think that that was an amazing push there. He also uh, revoked the Trump administration's plan to exclude non-citizens from the census count. And the reason why the census is so important and people have to fill that out is because it basically gives the federal government a layout as to how spending goes for a certain district or a certain county for if you need federal funds, if you need state funds, if you need funds from your city or your town, whatever. It's a accurate representation of who actually lives there so that they can plan around um certain things and and accurately address pressing needs in those communities so i think that that's also a good thing because if you're not allocating for more people even if they aren't technically legal citizens you still have to advocate that number and i think that as um, a country if you don't take an account a number like that, then you're pushing yourself back because then you get a really inaccurate number and then basically people are taking advantage of other services that that could be expanded to actually help those in need. So it's really good uh, with this executive order for immigrant uh, immigrants. He also made it easy for uh people to get a permanent status of citizenship. So I think that that's really um, great as well. He also lifted a ban on uh, uh, immigrants coming from some Muslim countries. So it was a Muslim ban on people who were coming from countries uh, that were predominantly Muslim and in African countries. So I also think that that is uh, a really, really, really great thing. And I do want to give that uh, a round of applause. And just to quickly touch about the Muslim ban, it's, it's, it's situations like this that really make it hard to analyze the stuff uh, without putting some of the opinion in there. Because like I said, you know, in the last podcast, we saw as citizens of our own country stormed a federal building, uh, because of propaganda from from an individual and they came with their guns they came with their bombs and that stuff you know before was not held as closely or basically talked about as much as say uh a, you know a muslim person or something like that and i think that that's just you know, it's just stupid but we'll continue to keep going uh because there's a lot of stuff and you know i don't want to make this episode too long i probably will make this a two-parter uh uh but let's go on to some of the uh big issues here so the pandemic news right the executive orders 
on pandemic, right? So uh, one of the big things from the executive orders that came about there is an aggressive push to bolster supplies as well as equipment to fight the pandemic, meaning um, uh, President Biden used the wartime powers to basically allow uh, like uh, factories and stuff like that to go ahead and push and continue to uh, make an overdrive of manufacturing things like masks, uh, things like gloves, things about like protective gear and stuff like that. So another great thing on Biden to go ahead and use that. Um, it, there is now a mat national mask mandate uh, for you being on federal property. So you have to social distance and wear a mask on any federal property. And uh, for all the federal employees, there is a... Um, you know, a mask mandate as well. So there's also, he did also mention a 100-day masking challenge. Uh, so basically, uh, and this is a simple thing, ladies and gentlemen, I know we've been wearing these masks for a long time, but wear your fucking mask. It, it, it's as simple as that. Please just do it for the safety of you and those around you. Uh, I really heard, like, in Chicago, um, there's been a mask mandate for quite some time. And actually, I kudos to certain people, is uh, they do wear their masks even when they're outside. So I do appreciate that. One of the things I need to see a bigger push for in just my city is uh, mask on public transportation. Um People don't wear masks on public transportation. Um, and I'm not saying everybody, but there are individuals who don't wear their mask on public transportation. Uh, I need. I think it needs to be a bigger push for people to wear their mask and wear their mask correctly. And what I mean correctly, I mean on and above your nose because why the fuck are you... It defeats the purpose to have your mask below your nose. It just really defeats the purpose. So... Um, I, I want to see a bigger push by city officials in my own city to push as well as company workers to enforce mass policy in stores and grocery stores. Have you been to a fucking Mariano's on a Sunday? Sunday morning, to be exact, or Jules or Trader Joe's or Whole Foods. It's fucking insane. And people... Just they just don't want to wear their mask. They don't want to have their mask. And it, if they have their mask on, it's not all the way on your face. If you get on the phone and you're in a place that requires a mask, don't pull your mask down just to talk on the phone. That's it's rude. If the person can't fucking hear you, then speak up. <laughs> don't pull your mask down when you're in the store to talk on your phone. It, it just doesn't make sense. And, and so I do preface this by saying that, uh, and I know I went on a tangent there, but the executive order to increase some of these things and basically take a national response to the coronavirus pandemic that we've been missing for months and months. I know you guys remember when we were all in quarantine, those long drowned out uh Basically, like uh, news conferences that we had every single day on coronavirus updates and stuff like that. It was just very depressing. But now 
you know, it's a, another push to go ahead and, and basically prevent this stuff. I know Biden talked about basically vaccinating 100 million Americans in his first 100 days, uh, which uh, we can go in that at a different time in more depth. Uh, I've already seen reports that that was a little uh, optimistic of uh, people pushing for uh, more, maybe 200 million, because uh, if you know the vaccination process is two separate doses so you get one dose at one day and you get another dose a few weeks later so uh there is kind of a it's a level to this thing but uh so it would only account for about 50 50 million americans so uh like i said we can talk about that in a uh another thing so there's a lot of good stuff. Like I said, there's even more. Uh, I know the pandemic stuff is really intriguing. Um, looking into some of the stuff today, like the two extra uh, today things that are coming out is uh, there are um, more um, executive orders to basically give people more aid. So more aid is indeed coming uh, he's going to be pushing really heavily on uh, some things for stimulus payments, uh, updated unemployment benefits. It's a lot of good stuff here. Um, and I, like I said, I'm going to link all of this stuff that I'm reading here. And I do implore a lot of you to, uh, one, get some uh, news once again, I'm going to advocate for this, and you don't have to use this source for yourself uh, because, like I said, it is it does tend to be a little bit politically leaning to the left. Uh, but New York Times, my God, makes some really, really intuitive um, articles that uh, don't have political bias when I'm reading the ones that they're literally just listing what's there. Um, I haven't found a, a concrete place that does this as well. And there, it's, it's just really um, uh, easy for me to kind of, kind of jot through this stuff to um, basically talk to you guys about it. So I do recommend everybody have some sort of New York Times account. It can be a free one. I pay for it. It's only like $4 a month for me. Uh, but uh, definitely have New York Times as a place for you to go ahead and get it. The articles that they write are very concrete. And they're very intuitive. Uh, and they're very 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 drawn and uh well written so i definitely uh push for people to go ahead and get this if they want a concrete a way to read a lot of the stuff that's coming out because new York time doesn't skip on a, on this stuff and a lot of times they they actually put the actual bill there's a bunch of different links that you can click on to different articles that they have written stuff like that so uh, i definitely uh, push people to go ahead and, and read New York Times, especially if you're, especially if you're just getting uh, updates on a bill or anything that's going on in terms of, of a law and government. So good stuff on that. But let's continue this. Uh, one of the big things I wanted to talk about is executive order to sign into law the increase minimum wage, and I've seen this combated by. 
a lot of people on social media, $15 minimum wage. Now, uh, let me preface this by saying, I still think that that shit is low. <laughs> I, I still think that that shit is quite low. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you that in, in the nicest way I can. Do $15 an hour for 40 hours a week. And if you're paid bi-weekly, that is 80 hours for every two weeks. Get that number. Multiply that by two to get your monthly total. Multiply that by 12 to get your yearly total. And then factor in about a, I would go on a limb and say about a, three to five thousand dollar tax deductible if you are single with no kids and look at that number and I ask yourself if you are living on your own how that would work for you if you could have your luxuries not even luxuries, if you can have your well-being and still live comfortably with that. Now, I will preface this in saying that $15 is a great step. Um, and actually, in the city of Chicago, we'll be hitting $15 minimum wage as a part of uh, a, a bill that we've had uh, passed years ago to gradually increase our minimum wage to $15 an hour here in the city um, for quite some time. And we'll be ending that bill forever. Oh, we'll be ending, I'm sorry, not forever, but we'll be ending that bill this year. <laughs> the reason why I wanted to stop and talk about this, and this is where I'm going to get into the opinion piece of mine, is you cannot be upset with $15 minimum wage. We literally had the same minimum wage for an ungodly number of times. The national minimum wage used to be $7.25. Most companies don't even pay you $7.25 anymore. Most companies don't pay you $7.25 anymore. Raising the national minimum wage to $15 doesn't even account for the years of inflation, gradual inflation that we've had. Realistically, the minimum wage should be in the 20s, maybe even closer to 30 with the way inflation's been going. So if you have a problem with $15 minimum wage, go take a chill pill. Go sit down. Go and ask your friends and family and, and places as to why that matters so much. When you go, you go to a restaurant and you don't tip, you don't tip your waitress or you, you just do, you don't do certain things that takes money out of a person's pocket. When you go and you get your your bougie, funkly made drink at Starbucks and you have an attitude because you're late at work and there's like 50 people in there and you haven't gotten your coffee yet and they're bagged up, 
you ask yourself if fifteen dollars is is enough for that. There are individuals who rely on these minimum wage jobs to put food on the table for their families, not just themselves. And I think as people, we have to start to understand the just the the implications for the things that we begin to say because you don't know. Yes, you can work for better things, but if you've got a degree in something like the arts or something like that where there are fields where you're not going to get paid unless you are literally a doctor in that area and then you may, you still wouldn't even get paid that much even if you have your doctor. Preface this by saying that, and and this is where I'm going to cut the episode off, and we're going to do a part two to this episode um, shortly, so don't get that wrong. I just didn't want to make this episode very uh, long, but I just wanted people to go, and if you are someone who does support the minimum wage increase, I don't want you to get into a shouting match with someone who doesn't support it. I just want you to ask them why. I just want you to ask them why they don't support it. Because as Americans, we have to get out of this notion that people don't need government aid because everybody does. If you get something written off or taking off your taxes, you are technically receiving some type of government aid. Because that's the government giving you a break for having a certain type of benefit. So that's a government benefit. And there are more and more people with this pandemic that are now receiving government aid, your friends, your family. And if you think this small increase in minimum wage, something that is not directly given to you, but something you would still have to work for, and let's take it into effect that, say, for instance, you don't work 40 hours a week. Say, for instance, you only get the company that you work for only gives you about 30 hours a week or 25 hours a week. See how much money that is. See how much money that is if you're single with no kids. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we must do better. We must start to be more compassionate with each other. It's time. Four years of a person who couldn't give a shit about anyone. He incited a mob to go to the Capitol building. He was probably a reason why a woman got killed. That could have gone way worse we have to move on we have to become better and we have to be more compassionate about each other this isn't a fight on who gets the most federal aid this is a fight of survival this is what it means to be american this is the dream that we fight for you don't want to be a communist or be a socialist or anything like that but be compassionate. Be a leader in your own community. 
and take solace in the fact that if you support something widely, you may be helping someone in the long run. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Michael Richardson, and that was today's episode.